Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace Eaters Anonymous podcast for compulsive eaters. If you have a problem with food, maybe we can help. Today's episode is about the newcomer experience in Grace Eaters Anonymous. We will explore what each of us remembers about when we started the program. I'm Carla. I'm a compulsive eater and a member of Grace Eaters Anonymous. In Graysheet, we weigh and measure our food from the Graysheet food plan, work with a sponsor, eat three meals a day with nothing in between, and attend meetings to help us do this one day at a time. Our food plan is not a diet because it doesn't end in a certain number on the scale or after a certain period of time. We just keep doing it because it works. With me today are Joey from Long Island, Miguel from Madrid, and Eileen from Taos, New Mexico. So I'm going to talk for just a second about what I remember about when I first came into Gray Sheet. Um, You know, I had heard about Gray Sheet and I understood it to be very, very structured. It scared me. People use terms like rigid, and I had not known myself. Uh, to do anything but run away from anything called rigid. But I was miserable. I weighed 325 pounds. And, uh, you know, and I felt like much of that was in my head because I was, uh, my life was in shambles, completely unmanageable. So I um, saw someone who looked uh, significantly lighter, both in uh, body size and just in her spirit. And um, it pretty much didn't matter to me what she was doing. I, I wanted to find out and I uh, wanted to, to, to get a piece of what she had. So um, with that in mind, it uh, looked like a welcome home. And I just let the program and the steps that we take unfold, uh, what, you know, um, organically with my sponsor. And um, some of it was scary because it meant a lot of changes, but I um, look back and I'm so grateful that I was willing to take each of those steps and that I had gray sheeters who were willing to help me along the way. Eileen, will you talk about your experience as a newcomer? Sure. Thanks, Carla. So way back in 1995, I, um, I was pretty miserable about my body size. And I had been in another program and, and recovering in another 12-step program for years, like a few years. And I thought, I should be happier. Everyone's talking about happy, joyous, and free. But that was not me. And I still had a lot of um, embarrassment and I still had a lot of secretive eating and I just, I was miserable inside. And so um, there was, there were a couple of food programs that were ongoing in Massachusetts when I, when I was looking for that. And um, I'd heard about Gracie, but I too heard that it was rigid and people used to say things like without exception and no matter what. And I felt that just, you know, made the hair on the back of my neck stick up because I just thought, you know, you need a little leeway. I mean, this is, 
<laughs> I just couldn't imagine um, that that would help me or that that would work for me. But, you know, I got to a certain point and nothing else was working for me. And my attempts to modify and, you know, soften or the whatever the food plan was or whatever the diet was around the edges wasn't working. So finally, I, I became willing to literally go from one meeting of one food program, get in my car, go to another one that was a gray sheet meeting and walked in and just surrendered. Like I just started crying. And from that day to this, I haven't eaten anything that's not on the gray sheet food plan. And that's a long time. And I, 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 I could, <laughs> I could not imagine doing that myself. And that's the beauty of this program is you don't do it by yourself. We do this together. And so I'm just really grateful that I was willing to step into that room and take suggestions and get myself a sponsor and change the way I ate and change my relationship to food. Thank you, Eileen. Miguel? Yeah, thank you, Carla. Uh, my case was I got to Gracie like nearly four years ago. And uh, it was in a very like, sort of serendipity way. I have I had more or less realized that my problem with food uh, was an addiction problem like a year before I joined Gracie. Basically through a close friend of mine who is a recovering alcoholic. And by sharing with him and talking to him about his alcohol problem, I realized my food problem was exactly the same. You know, he was saying those of things about behaviors and how he felt with alcohol that I was, it was exactly the same way I was feeling with food. And that was quite mind blowing for me. And I, and I, I remember I approached here in Madrid, some, uh, some other fellowships that deal with food. But I didn't really, uh, didn't really work for me very well. And finally, through this same friend who is from Iceland, believe it or not, he was one day talking to a colleague uh, in in his the cafeteria in his work, and someone next to him who is a great sitter in Iceland heard him over uh, overheard him talking about my food problem, and she just she just proposed my friend, like, why don't you tell your friend to call me? And I can tell him what I'm doing. And I was at that point, I was, mm. I don't know, probably in pounds, like 420 pounds in weight. And uh, I, I did. I was just saying, I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to. So I just called this girl. And for the next two, three weeks, I kept on talking to several grace eaters. And they kept, uh, you know, so I, I got like uh, a lot of information and lots of different. Uh, experiences and 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 suppose yeah they they share all with me how the program have helped them and I decided okay let's let's give it, give it a try I have nothing to lose um you know and and, and I to begin to be honest I I started without thinking okay I, I didn't know if it was going to work or not but there was something I really attracted me and it's funny Carla you were, I mentioned that that the the program being so rigid. It was scary for you, but for me, it was on the other way. It was it was appealing to me because I realized, okay, I need something rigid. I need something that doesn't leave anything to my own interpretation or my decision making. Because my decision making with food is wrong always. So that's that's the that's the one thing I remember. Like like uh, 
was caught my eye when when it came to, to grace it and yeah so nearly four years later here i am yes great thank you miguel joey how about you thanks carla well um i came into this program 2013 and i heard about this um Creationers Anonymous a year before that year. And those last five years, I remember was the darkest years in my life. You know, I came out from um, a long-term relationship um, for eight years and my dad passed away. And um, I was so in a dark place that everything that I used to do, you know, taking care of myself healthy, you know, um, physically was just like totally totally put out on, on one side and I became morbidly obese. And um, I saw this lady right across me in, in a, I live in a complex. Um, we used to go to the gym, we have our own gym working out. And then I know, you know, my, 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 um, my um, totally, you know, lack of uh, self-will uh, I always thought that, oh, we see, I see her at the gym, she would gain the weight, and she would lose the weight, she would gain the weight, you know, and all of a sudden, she just, um, she just never gained back the weight, and I said, wow, this lady seems to be doing what, I don't know what to do, <laughs> so I asked her, it took another year, that was in 2012, it took another year, because she said to me something that I never would really expect. You know, I, I go to a 12-step program for food. You know, come to the meeting. Said, oh, thank you. That was <laughs> it, a year after. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I work in healthcare and I work in, 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 in that field. And I said, no, I don't want to be like them. I am not an alcoholic. I don't go to any 12-step in myself. Mm -hmm. And I was desperate. I, can, I can't even walk. You know, I live in a nice neighborhood. I can't even walk without gasping. You know, my 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 feet was hurting. My knees were. You know, I have sciatica nerve, all those headaches. Mm. And I saw her again after a year at the parking lot. And you really didn't lose your weight, you know. And um, she said it again. You know, I, I go to the twelve step program. Come over. Come over that Thursday. And that was the beginning of the end of that miserable, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a remarkable journey. And I'm very grateful that I'm here amongst with you. So that was my story. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, everyone. That was, that was great. Great introduction. How long was it before um, you started Graysheet after you'd initially heard about it? Well, I can't remember exactly, but I know it was years. I know it was years. Um, I just didn't think it would work for me. I really didn't. And more important than that, I didn't think I could do it. I just, I looked at people that were talking about weighing and measuring their food. And I thought, yeah, they must be different. They're, they're more uh, disciplined. They have more willpower. They're, um, they're better at this. I can't, I couldn't do that. I need to have my treats. I need to have my food rewards. I can't, I didn't know if I could live without certain foods. And I know, I know I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Um, food had been my friend for a really long time, especially the food that I don't eat anymore. So it took me a long time to get willing. And I had to get desperate. I know they talk about desperation. But, and I didn't, 
think I was, I thought I can do this. I'm smart. You know, I'm, I'm educated. I, I, I can handle other problems in my life. It's just this food thing. I couldn't. I think I might have been, I might have, I must have been quite desperate because it took me like a month since I, since someone <laughs> talked to you about, about Gracie, I said, okay, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. I was, but, but I think for me, a case was, yeah, it was, I was desperate. I was just, uh, I don't know, I was desperate or just, uh, I was bored of myself. Uh, I was fed up of, you know, always trying the same thing or not. And suddenly there was something new. There was something which was, because nobody was talking to me about a diet. Nobody was talking to me about you know this is a miraculous program or something. This was this was a this was a life plan. This was okay. He said, "Dude, you are you you're not gonna get cured from that, but this will allow you to live." Mm-hmm. And I and I suppose at that point in my life, I had just given up. I knew I was forty five or less, and I thought, okay, yeah, I will I will live until my mid fifties, and at some point, any overweight related uh, sickness will 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 kill me. And I was surprisingly enough, I was okay with that. But of course, I wasn't. But I, I, I had built all this uh, thing in my mind about being at peace with the fact that I was killing myself slowly. Yeah, I, in hearing you guys, I was you reminded. You know, I, I very rarely make big changes in my life when I'm sitting, you know, at a, on a beautiful beach with a, you know lovely iced beverage in my hand. I, you know, I have to be in a lot of pain. And, um, when I first went into a 12 step food recovery program, I, and was creating, you know, you, you created your own meal plan, food plan. And I was in the process of doing that. And someone said that they weighed and measured in part, you know, kind of in that devil angel thing, you know, I heard it as, you know, Oh, but I need to do that. But the other part of me was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> and um we would be we would have retreats and some gray sheeters would come and so they'd be weighing and measuring and doing their thing and i it was the same kind of thing you know i'd look and go oh you know and i and i did really appreciate that that structure but the other part of me that was not ready was just you know just rah, 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 oh they're militant or whatever you know just and um I just had to be more desperate. I just, and I too, you know, had all kinds of health issues. And um, so it was about, you know, it was about four years for me. And I'm so grateful to all those who weighed and measured all that time, you know, and, and before to keep it around this so that, that we could all have it. It took me a long time before I actually tried it. But once I tried it, I was in, like, I didn't need a lot of coaxing because as soon as I started weighing my and measuring my food off the gray sheet and calling it into a as soon as I started doing things, I was all in and it worked and I felt better and all that. It just reminds me about those things when I first came into gray sheet. You know, um, I I I heard what Miguel was saying. It's a light plan. You know, it's a way of plan that I never thought that I could do. Um, but I have a different story when I came into creation. I was with my um, still a people pleaser, but I was people. I was pleasing my sponsor. I was making sure that I would do this. I would show my sponsor that I could weigh and measure my food, you know. And I never thought there's that saying that um, uh, was that fake it till you make it was really getting into me because uh, it wasn't for my own self, you know. Yeah. I was I was desperate. I know I was more of a beast, you know, 
and uh, can even walk. And um, my 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 lack of self-esteem is telling me that I'm going to show the sponsor that I'm going to be one of the best creators that she could ever <laughs> had. And boy, was I wrong. You know, I was so wrong that it hasn't, it has nothing to do with her. Mm. With what I do for myself. And um, it, it was a while. Yeah, I hear you, Carla, you know, the, the things that would say, how could I possibly do this for the rest of my life? You know, being, being abstinent. And then I realized that I don't need to go to those things in the future. And I don't need to dwell on, you know, judging myself what I did yesterday. But the program tells me that if I just do it today, one meal at a time, then maybe it would work, you know? Took me a while, but I kept hanging on. So that was, yeah, it just reminds me about those things. My sponsor told me from the day one, and especially anyone I talked to at the beginning in Gracie, they were saying that this is one day at a time. Don't think about the rest of your life. Don't think about the rest of the month, even. Just think of today. And when and yeah, I remember when I started to go to meetings and and listening to people and people sharing, and you have all these old timers, people who've been like 30, 40 years in the program, and they still take it one day at at a time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's and it works. You know, one day at a time. I'm nearly four years. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I really uh, related with what you said, Eileen, about um, once I weighed and measured, you know, it, it, it was, I, I was, I was here, I was hooked, I was in. And, um, you know, for me, I, I, I really did doubt if I could make it from dinner to the, you know, to the neck to breakfast. That was my, that was peak eating time for me. Mm -hmm. And so when I was able to do that, um, then I, then it was, I just really saw the hope in, in the program. What helped you in, at the beginning, get you from one meal to the next? When I was going to meetings in Cambridge, Massachusetts, I, you know, I had ideas about what would take me from one meal to the next. And then I'd go and listen to how people actually did it. So in my mind, I thought I should be healthy from breakfast to lunch. And I should fill my time with really important things and tasks and, you know, like I wanted my whole life to be better. And then I'd go to meetings and people would say like, well, I watched a movie, I got, I went to, I went to Blockbuster and I, I just, you know, it took a bath or I went for a walk or, you know, it didn't really matter, it made phone calls, but, it really didn't matter how you got from this meal to four hours later to six hours later when you had your next meal. It was just time's going to pass and then you can, you know, and another meal's coming. You could just tell yourself another meal's coming. Yeah. I love that slogan. Mm -hmm. There's always another meal coming. Yeah, yeah, because it's true. It, it was, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I, feel, I feel the same, you know, it was no, and also for me it was, uh, actually, it, I, I, I put out a thought in food. I realized when I started, I, I've never thought about food so much in my life because mm -hmm. I had to, to prepare, I had to think about my food, plan my food, mm -hmm. go shopping, cook my food. And before that, I would just order takeaway from anywhere or go and eat anything. <laughs> 
-hmm. And now, so it was, I, I was taking, putting a lot of conscience in the food I was taking. And that was consuming a lot of my time and, mm -hmm. and energy, but in a very good way, you know, it was. So yeah, that, that, that also helped a lot to, to, yeah, because now I was given value to every meal I was eating. Mm -hmm. There was a, it was different, it was a different way to eat. Yeah, it was, I can't really explain how. And I think I didn't realize so much at the, at the beginning. But then it was this change of uh, the way I was thinking about food. I um, did a lot of uh, chopping of uh, <laughs> raw vegetables. And um, I think it's pretty, it's pretty well, and we eat a lot of vegetables in gray sheep. And um, I found the phone bridge meetings and they are plentiful. There's many of them each day. And this was before Zoom meetings and I didn't have a local meeting. So I would just keep myself on mute and chop vegetables and listen to these people all over the United States and internationally who were doing this one day at a time. And um, yeah, that was uh, that. Was that uh, and baths. I would take baths. <laughs> I never liked salads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so tiny the small little pieces when you go out in a restaurant so my sponsor said you know we we get eight ounces of the salad or or for the meal for lunch and i said i went to the store i i picked up a bag of salad i said wow like it's like three ounces my god i have to buy three bags of those things so i called my sponsor and she said honey you could add the different vegetables to put it heavier Oh wow! Thank you, because I I don't think I'm gonna last eating like three bags of them every every lunchtime. So that was that was some uh, that was a refreshing thing for me to do, and I remember that vividly. Yeah, for me, one of the things about I don't I'm never physically hungry in Gracie. If I'm feeling some hunger, I know right away it's not physical. Mm, yeah. It's you know I got something going on that in that I you know something emotionally usually, or I'm tired, or you know I just need some water. Not only that, but I look forward to my meal because I'm going to like it. And that's mm. another big difference for me. When I was on diets, it was just like, ugh, I don't like diet food. It's dry. It's, it's tasteless. Ugh. But Gracie food, I learned how to make food that is good for me that I actually enjoy eating. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I mean, I, I, I do like to have people in my house a lot for dinners and family and friends come in. And when they come, they eat crazy. They don't know it. They, they think it's, <laughs> for them, it's, it's, that's, not, that's not what people think of diet food. I mean, they eat different amounts, of course, and I eat my amount. But they eat exactly the same I eat, and they find it delicious and, you know, mm. whole thing. It's not, it's not diet food at all. Each meal is a celebration. I heard that yeah. in the rooms. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I, you know, I love, I, I don't know that I've heard a gray shooter say that they didn't like their food. Pretty, pretty, pretty much digging our food. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and it's guilt-free. Because, you know, either before Gracie, when I was on a diet or a food plan or whatever, I didn't like what I was going to eat. And when I was in the food, I just felt so guilty about what I was eating that I very rarely, you know, enjoyed it. Um yeah. And also, you know, in my, uh, you know, late, late stages, I remember one time somebody said, no matter what my day is like, if I'm having a great day, then I have to, I have to stop and interrupt that great day three times to eat my meals. 
Mm. But if I'm having a lousy day, I also get to interrupt that day three times and have my wonderful meals. And, you know, that is so true. It's, it's, it's really, um, it's just really nice to know that I have these three oases in my day, no matter what's going on. I don't obsess with those food anymore in between those meals. I get to feel my emotions. It's not about the food. I get to work. I get I get to live life in life's terms. You know, I could be, you know, happy, joyous, and free, or just plain dumb or whatever. But it doesn't call me to go back to the food just for that day, you know, one day at a time. Yeah. I didn't have much. I didn't have much space between the food that I ate. I just was constantly eating, grazing, just always having a little something, a little something. I, I actually was afraid of being hungry. And now when I'm hungry, I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to get to have my meal pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> what were your withdrawals like? People talk about, you know, withdraw on different levels when you came to Gracie. I guess for me, withdrawal wasn't really that much of a big deal, but it's the grieving, the grieving that I'm not going to be able, and it took me a while to understand that. I don't know that that makes sense, but it's the, withdrawal was the physical, but myself was the, the, the emotional withdrawal of not being able to get those things anymore that I, that I get so used to. You know, being a person who live, you know, not in this country, coming from from the Philippines, eating that uh, that that white, you know, grain like three to five times a day, which was part of who I am. Mm. You know, I grieve in those times that how would I not be able to um, to survive without eating those? Mm. You know, my mom would always say, "Did you eat your, you know, that thing?" You know, put some more of that thing. It just happens. I don't know. Mm. I guess that's what the miracle is, the program. Yes, the for me was the same. Was uh, I was scared about l losing that sort of feeling I got when I ate compulsively and this sort of high I, I was getting. And I was scared about, okay, well, how, how am I going to fill it up now with? And uh, But that didn't really happen. You know, it, was, it didn't really... Because I think it took so much of my focus and energy at the beginning to do things right and to, you know, get into the program and, you know, talk, preparing the food and all that. So it did fill up a lot of my time and my mind. So uh, I think it was more mostly my mind than in, in reality. And eventually, yes, fade away. I think it probably took me like, like three or four weeks to suddenly realize I was not having thoughts about compulsive eating anymore i remember my legs were really tired like it was hard for me to um to do stuff i just i was tired i wanted to sleep i wanted to you know i wanted to get between lunch and dinner by just sleeping but i had to work so i'd work and then i'd get home and then i'd sleep and um yeah i, I it was low energy was a lot of it. And then my stomach actually would hurt. I would hear my stomach growling because it was working a lot harder on real food than it did with the <laughs> processed food. I was, you know, I was just eating and eating and eating and, and, and the food just went right through me. But 
gracie food yeah you know your stomach actually has to work to digest it and put the nutrients someplace if you're not eating anything with any nutrients then it's you know it's just a different thing so yeah i was i was i had i had some bloating i had some kind of like stomach aches and stuff but um but mostly i remember feeling like oh i this is good for me. I, like, I remember feeling kind of clean inside and out mm. that I was doing something really good for me by what I was putting in my body. It wasn't garbage in garbage out anymore. It's, it's some people experience headaches, mm. um, you know, and ex, and in exhaustion, I had a little bit of, uh, I was tired for the first week or so. Um, but I think for me, what I was more aware of was um, just the letting go that the, the, as uh, Joey was saying, you know, the emotional, the grief of letting go of these, um, you know, I had been, I've been a compulsive eater since I was in my, you know, since I ate, ate about eight, about eight years old. And um, it was a, it was a key thing coping mechanism for me and, and, and a friend in a lot of um, ways and thinking about those, you know, those family foods or those, uh, you know, those that were part of a ritual or a tradition. And, um, you know, it, I had a little bit of sadness about that. And then I remembered that we just, I'm just doing this for today, you know, just today, this is what I'm going to do. My experience of getting thin I kept having it over and over again. I I gain weight, I'd lose weight, I gain weight, I'd lose weight. So that yo-yo thing, there was always something to do, something to think about. So even when I was dieting, I was on the scale and down and looking and seeing if I could tell that I'd lost weight. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, so I was starting to lose weight, but it was kind of slow. It wasn't dramatically fast. It wasn't and I, and I was, no matter what, I was still eating the same food, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, when does this get exciting? It, it, you know, so the excitement that I always had about either the shame or the, or exciting, oh, people are starting to notice I'm thin. Oh, that's nice. And, you know, all of that stuff was just, it, it, there's this very kind of rock solid groundedness that I have in Gracie and you know, no, it's not going to get like exciting, hon. It's, you know, your life might get more fun and exciting, but this is what we do with our food and it doesn't need to be exciting. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be afraid of your food. You don't have to be excited by your food. You can just like your food and do it. And, you know, yeah. I also um, keep my uh, my favorite gray sheet food well stocked in my in my home. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you know, and and that's a thing that uh, you know when I was when I was eating uh, compulsively, addictively, um, you know, I did that as well with the you know with foods that were very unhealthy for me, and that and it was really hard to keep it in stock then because I would binge on it and and um so I think so I do have this it it is a sense of you know security for me to know that I have um lots of gray sheet uh food available to me. What was it in those early days um in gray sheet and working the food program? Uh, and and other parts of the program that had you keep coming back. If I if I may start, um, 
one of the reasons why I keep coming back is I love my food, first of all. You know, I enjoy my food, but it's the fellowship. It's the people that I learn that they could accept me and the people that I know that if I have issues with any other things in my life, there's somebody have done it before me. You know, and I developed this friendship with other people, you know, about in different fields of my life, whether at work, whether it's work-related, whether it's personally related, whether it's business-related, or wherever I am in that particular place, I know that I've developed those people that I could talk to. And um, it is the fellowship, yeah, and the 12 steps, you know, I, I never really understand what the 12 steps were when I first came in, because this was my first 12-step program. Well, now I belong to so many fellowships now, but I never really understand that there's this, you know, in our food plan, right? You know, the, the creation food plan would take care of the physical manifestations, which I like and I'm grateful, but there's another component, the 12 steps that would take care of my emotional and mental well-being because I really need to work a lot of those things in myself. Mm. So that's what's keeping me coming back here. I used to think that if I were thin, I'd be happy. And, uh, and I've been thin now for a long time. I'm a pretty slender person and um, my body is not the problem anymore. But um, the art of being happy is, uh, is taking me my whole life to figure out and try and experiment with. And what keeps me coming back is um, that this works for me. That this, I just, I just know that my body likes gray sheet food, that I can do this no matter what's going on in my life. You know, I used to think, how could I do this if I were going to a wedding or on a job interview or, you know, meeting somebody for the first time or on a date or there were so many like food related occasions that I couldn't imagine weighing and measuring my food in front of or in front of people that didn't know me and and uh, but the thing is, in Gracie, you don't have to figure this out by yourself. There's lots of people you can call and say, so this is what's coming up for me next weekend. And I don't know how to do it. Did you ever have to do something like that? How did you do it? And so I get to pick solutions and talk to my sponsor. And what do you think? And I don't know. I, I was always doing life as an on, on the job training, you know, and I didn't have very good teachers. So I was messed up a lot and disappointed. And, but in Gray Sheet, I, I found this bunch of people that, you know, our bottom line is we do Gray Sheet, we just do it. And that's what we do. And um, we don't apologize for it. And it works for us. It's not for everybody, but it sure works for us. And thank God. And it's a relief. So I don't want to, I have a lot to lose now. I don't want to lose a good relationship, a good husband, a good life. I mean, I, so many gifts have come to me in my gray sheet life and they would all go down the tubes if I started eating. I, I have no doubt about that. I don't know how to eat without the gray sheet and be happy. I'm a mess. I think what made me stay in gray sheet is that from very few days, I saw it worked. Mm. So, something had changed in my mind. There was I was feeling com something new. I never never felt like that about food in my life. 
and it was because it, it was working. What whatever it was, it was it was yeah, it was there and it was working. And also, I I, I found a community of people I could relate to, I could rely on, I could trust, and that was also something new. It was it was an amazing feeling. Yeah, I mean, it still is. To be honest, every time I go in, into a meeting and I, I listen to people, I, it's this feel of community, and especially you know, in here in Europe where we have people from many different countries with many different languages, and they and we are all united with the same problem and especially with the same solution mm. to that, and that's yeah, that's an amazing feeling. Yeah, it was, you know, Miguel, you really spoke to that combo for me. I was, um, you know, when I came in. I thought, oh, you know, it's going to be six, eight, nine months or more before I have any sense of dropping weight because I weighed 300 pounds plus. And, um, but, but, but within that first week, I started um, feeling so much better. My head was felt cleared of, you know, what I now know to be, uh, you know, kind of an allergic reaction, kind of that brain fog. And um, I, you know, the plantar fasciitis that I had in my uh, heels, you know, was starting to get, I could feel it getting better. And, um, and I was hearing these people on meetings and that, you know, had the same problems that I had very, you know, um, and that had this solution that I was doing. And I felt like I belonged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was pretty, that was not something I'd felt a lot um, in my life, especially around um, my eating compulsion and addiction. Um, and that feeling has just grown and grown and grown. You know, we, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I'm able to, um, to rewrite my story. You know, I'm able to build a better person that I thought that I could never be. You know, um, when I first came into Gracie, but every, every, which took me a while to go out and eat, you know, because mm-hmm. every time I go eat, you know, I would explain it. Like, it's like a, a litany of explanation of what I do. This is what I do, you know, all those things. But when I developed that confidence, I developed that way of life that, you know what? I don't really need to please anybody else anymore. When I go to a restaurant or I just thought I need a plate, I need an extra plate. I need this. I asked questions, what the ingredients are. They don't need to explain it to me. And I said, oh, okay, thank you. And I move on. And that was a gift because you know what? The, the mind, the, the, the thinking just, just gets into me. And now I could just have that relief, you know? And yeah, I remember that. So I really resonated to the three of you. People used to say things to me like, well, can't you just have a, a little bit? And the answer is no, (laughs) I can't have just a little bit and I don't want to have just a little bit. And if I start with just a little bit, you know, it just opens Pandora's box and I'm miserable all over again. I don't, I know the facts about myself. You know, you don't, the, the person asking a very innocent question, they don't understand that. And I don't have to teach them. I just have to know it really down deep. This is, this is what I need to do for me. And uh, can you just eyeball it, Eileen? Well, actually, no, no. I can't. I can't. Um, and you don't know what they don't understand is how 
much peace of mind I get when I get to that 4.0 on the scale. It's like, mm. okay, phew, all right, that's <laughs> it. I don't have to be asking myself all during the meal. Did I have enough? Was that a little too much? Was that a little, maybe it, oh. I was lucky in my home group, the Thursday night in, in, in the hospital, like right after the hospital meeting, we have two meetings at the same time, back to back. Uh, I realized and I found out that there are people from my, my program who goes to the diner right across. So they kind of invited me for so long, like, you know what, I'll pass, I'll pass. Come on, Joey, see well, how we do this. You know, it's like what Carl said, it's portable. We can do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I finally, you know, went and said, oh my God, these people are really enjoying going out in a restaurant, you know, dining out and they don't talk about the food. You know, you can't, you can't disturb them when they're weighing. I realize now you can disturb when they're weighing their food because I don't want anyone to disturb my food when I'm weighing them. And then I've, I've learned to love the, the, the condiments. As a matter of fact, the next week after I brought my mom because I was so happy and we ate the same thing. And I asked, the, I asked the waiter, oh, give me that condiment that I love so much. And they told me, we don't carry that condiment. So I found out from, from another creation that Joey, we bring our own condiments, you know? <laughs> and that's what I do. I, I have a lunch bag. Or if I go to the city, mm -hmm. I want to look, you know, you know, cool. I would put it in my bag. Mm -hmm. All these things. That's why we need you. We need, I need to prepare my things. I need to prepare my backups. I need to prepare, you know, what if they don't, they don't have enough protein? What if there's not enough vegetable, you know, spoon cups, whatever it is. I yeah. used to be so shameful about doing those things. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Somebody said, would you rather be where you were? morbidly obese you can even go to the booth when you go in or being who you are with that anonymity and yet enjoying the life you know that you never thought you could have mm. you know i said yeah mm. it really changed me yeah. sometimes it's confusing because i i didn't come from really big numbers i mean i i lost 50 or 60 pounds when i first came into gray sheet but i didn't i didn't i would never call myself morbidly obese I just knew I felt horrible mm. and to this day people some people have never known me to be overweight so they look at me and you still do this and like, yes I do <laughs> because I am no different inside than I was way back then I have to do exactly the same things mm. to get the same peace of mind and the same results mm. I'm not losing weight all the time i don't need to anymore but um yeah it's hard people don't understand and they don't have to but my gray sheet friends they understand and they you know that makes all the difference in the world i may be a weird person i do weird things with food i weigh everything i i like certain things i stock up but you know this is as normal as i get around food <laughs> 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 you know, I have gone, I have, like some of you have said, I've gotten to that place where I don't, it doesn't matter how someone reacts or doesn't react to what I'm saying, what I need for if to eat or not eat or when, or all of those things. And I have just a few different elevator speech, you know, just little short snippets of things that I say and just try to move on because 
you know, because I, this is what I, I had to go through a lot of really horrible, you know, years, uh, in the food. And so now I, I do know what I need. And this is something that I get to take into other areas of my life than not, um, worrying about, um, what other people think of me, you know, and, um, that is a miracle because I was, you know, that is what it was all about for me is what do you think of me? You know, how can I change so that everybody loves and adores me? <laughs> so the program just keeps on giving. And we do yeah. love and adore you, Carla. <laughs> well, thank you. See how that works? Yeah. When so, Eileen said that this is the best normal that we could have, you know, there's always this thing about over-sensationalizing what is normal. Mm. And somebody said in the room, you know what, Joey, normal is just a setting in a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so before we wrap up, what are we... Um, what would you, what advice do you have someone who's on the fence, not knowing um, whether they want to try gray sheet or not? Well, mm. It's free. It's not, it's not going to kill you and it may save your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is the, there's a phrase about, um, you know, go ahead and give it a try and, and we'll refund your misery if you want. <laughs> yes. And what did Gerda say about, boldness has genius and magic in it. Just do it. Just jump in and do it and, and try it, you know, and um, get help. Don't try to do it on your own by yourself in a corner. Just use all the tools that are available to you to give yourself a real chance. That's what I would suggest. Give yourself a chance. And um, you know, one thing I would like to say to the newcomers is that I I was there. I know you might have so many reservations. I know you might have so many questions. I know this might not even work for you. But somebody said to me, just give it a try, go to meetings and listen to the people's stories. Mm. And that's what I did. I just listened to them and I said, wow, they really make sense. You know, I could hear my story. And maybe, you know, I, I'm sure there would be a time when you would actually hear your story. Mm. And I, I hope you find them. Mm. Yeah, we have Thanks. those YouTube and podcast qualifications now on the website. People can listen and see and yeah. That's why those we're are... doing this for you guys, for the newcomers. Yes. You're <laughs> yeah. listening right now. This is for you. Yeah. You're here. Join mm -hmm. us. All Join are us. welcome here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Miguel, Eileen, and Joey. This has been rich, and I, I hope that I hope that folks have heard something that is helpful for them. This podcast has been recorded to discuss the fundamentals and basics of gray sheet abstinence. We support a vigorous and positive attitude towards gray sheet abstinence, which we define as three weighed and measured meals a day with nothing in between but black coffee, tea, or diet soda. If you are interested in knowing about more about Gray Sheeters Anonymous, please go to the website at graysheet.org. Gray is spelled G-R-E-Y. 
If you have questions that you'd like to ask one of the podcast crew, please record a voice memo and send the recording to podcast at graysheet.org. <laughs>